I'm nice. never going to use them. Welcome to episode 84 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and my co-host is Dade. Tonight, we're talking about the first five episodes of the show. But first, let's talk about what we're consuming. Dade, what's going on in your world? Well, um, not too much. Um, I mean, podcast-friendly stuff, that is. Uh, but um, I... I think for me lately, I've been really busy with um, my field placement. And so I think I mentioned last time I was going to be organizing a Dungeons and Dragons group for the some of the kiddos that I work with. And we had our first sessions and it was really fun. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I've never worked with children before, like in any capacity. Um, and I'm an only child. So I have no, I have no relationship with young people, really. And I forgot how creative kids could be. And so it just was super fun, you know, to hear how, like, the stories they were coming up with for their characters. And, like, it was the the fastest 45 minutes that I've ever experienced, both sessions. And so that was the highlight of my week. Um, And it kind of feels funny in a way that I'm getting, I'm in graduate school at a field placement playing Dungeons and Dragons. And that's like a thing. Um, so that was the highlight of my week. Also, I, I have a lot of digital stuff going on in my world. Um, I'm going to be building a new gaming PC. I <clears throat> kind of, I've never built a PC from scratch before. I've always like bought pre-built stuff or had companies build it for me. And mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, computers are a little bit more future proof than like, say, a game system. But like, I really just want to build something from scratch with all the parts that I want. And so that'll be a fun yet stressful kind of endeavor um, when you're working with uh, computer parts. I, you know, I've been watching YouTube videos and I'm fairly competent when it comes to computer stuff. It's just that I never did it before. And so... I ordered up all the parts yesterday and they will get here all by like February and yeah, that'll, that'll be a thing. Um, also, um, my wife got a new tablet, which has been fun. Um, she's never, she's never owned a tablet before, but it, it's been a running joke with us. Um, as we are now in our forties that like doing anything complex on a cell phone just it it, she she had to buy reading glasses and um (laughs) you know (laughs) for her job one of the things is she's the person everyone calls out to and so she has like photographs of the schedule because you know at work people write on the schedule and so every day she goes to work she takes a photo or a picture of it and so she has to refer to the schedule picture and she's always kind of moving it around with her, you know, on her phone. Cause you know, phones aren't that big. And I said, why don't you just get a tablet? You know, you, it, it'll be so much easier. Um, it'll be Android based like your phone and everything will just kind of seamlessly like go back and forth between it. And so, um, I got her the Samsung galaxy S seven, uh, tablet because it comes with a S pen. It's Samsung's version of the Apple pencil. And, um, I'm super excited. It'll be here, um, on, I think middle of the week, but I'm, I'm always happy when my partner gets tech stuff. Cause she's not a techie kind of person. And the fact that she like was interested in a technology item made me super happy. And so, um, so that's been my two, like, I guess, non um analog things and um i'm also really excited about getting back to work at the college at the writing center um we had a training meeting yesterday and it was nice to kind of reconvene and talk about what worked for us remotely and what didn't and the ways in which the college is going to support us in our ability to help students which i think it's very comforting to know that I work for a college that that's at the forefront of their mind is accessibility and, and, and that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, that's not always the case, but you know, the environment I work in is so super supportive and I will, you know, 
I'll always plug for community colleges, but the one I work at especially. Um, <clears throat> so I'm excited to to start that work again because I miss um, I, I guess I miss engaging. You know, a lot of the engaging I'm doing online right now is through my school, and so it's a, a lot of like egocentric kind of stuff. Like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm helping people in a way, but like it's all focused on my experience and and my you know process recordings and my case studies and my this it'll be nice to shift that attention to helping someone else and focus on their stuff if that makes sense um yeah absolutely and also it's when i get to use my analog tools uh because i as much as i'm doing the remote work i still it's still quicker for me to have a pencil and a piece of paper to brainstorm with people. In fact, it's, it's the students that know me well know that there's a time in the tutoring session when I'm quiet because when I'm brainstorming, my brain works better from writing things out um, than just thinking about them. And so I'm looking forward to reengaging with some, some analog stuff and hoping that this is the last semester that I will have to do remote tutoring. Um, so yeah, that's really been it for me. Like I'm consuming a Coke because I have no self-control. Um, I did not buy, so I did not buy, you know, a case of soda, but the gas station I go to here in mass, uh, Cumberland farms, um, they have this app where you can earn free points. And so I got <laughs> enough points to get a free bottle of Coke. And then when I went in the store, it was like, buy one, get one free on top of that. And so I walked out with four bottles of Coke. <laughs> um, and so like, it just keeps pulling me back in, but this is the first Coke I've had all week. So I will say that I'm better than I was. Cause I was drinking like a soda a day and that was just not cool. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot for, you know, everything. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really what I'm consuming. Um, Les, I'd like to hear all about your week and what's going on with you. Yeah. Um, so I have still been working in my scribble sheets, everything, everywhere journal. Um, I have done some designing of things and some of that might end up on my Ko-Fi. Ko- Actually, I found out it's Ko-Fi. So it's like no fee, Ko-Fi. Um, so it's hmm. Ko-Fi. Okay. Um, so it's, um, Sorry, having a brain fart. So I, it's so like I said, I've been doing some designing of things and some like little recycle things and thinking, rethinking how like I made my coffee bag wallets. So you might see some more of those up on uh, Kofi or um, Etsy. I'm not sure I'm going to use Etsy. Um, Kofi just seems it's cheaper for me because I'm on the gold plan. Uh, they don't take a cut. <laughs> PayPal sure does. Um, so there's that. I've also been working on um, some ideas for raised beds. We talked a little bit about that last week. And uh, I finally found a used electric chainsaw um, that was in my price range. And it, it needed some TLC. Um, but I picked that up this morning, which is why I was late. Well, there were a couple of reasons why I was late. But I really got um, – my my intent was to run out and get it. And then I realized once I got it, I needed a sharpening kit. Um, so I had to go then to Home Depot, which, why are so many people out and about in, in the stores? Um, uh, it was I know. super busy in there. Um, and I was like ba- playing dodge the car- cart and carriage with people. Um, and once I was in the chainsaw section, there was no one else there. So that was lovely. Um, so I got my little chainsaw sharpening kit and I sat on the floor, cleaned it up and, uh, got it nice and sharp. So it's, it's super sharp right now. It will need a new chain pretty soon, but, uh, I'm going to go cut down a tree after this. Nice. I feel like that's very symbolic. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The, so one of the things that, and this is, I'm going to go off on a tangent here because it wouldn't be this show if I didn't, I, I grew up, um, you know, when you, when you buy something, nice you buy a tool you take care of it right like you when you have a chainsaw or you have a tool you use it you clean it up and you put it away and it always frustrates me and the reason i got this chainsaw so cheap is because the person did not take care of it um it was covered 
in bar oil. It was covered in sawdust. And, you know, it was in like the, the, the chain and everything was in relatively decent shape. But he hadn't taken care of it. And that's why it was because no one it was it looked filthy and it was filthy um, and it just didn't look great. So, you know, he's he was selling it for not a lot of money because he didn't take care of it. Whereas like when I eventually decide that I don't need this chainsaw anymore, I'll be able to sell it for more than I purchased it for because I just spent an hour cleaning all of the bar oil off of it, all of the uh, pine, the pitch from pine trees. I cleaned off the, you know, sawdust. I cleaned it out and eventually I will replace the chain on it. Um, but I also sharpened the chain, which I don't think he'd done in a long time. Um, but you know, it's like, I get so frustrated when people have nice things that, you know, he had three chainsaws. So, you know, he obviously didn't place a lot of value on these things um, and, and didn't take care of them. And I just I don't know. That always frustrates me when people don't take care of their stuff, um, because, you know, if he had taken care of it, he would have been selling it for probably triple the price that I paid for it because it would have looked nicer and it would have been in better shape. Um, but anyway, that's that that is my tangent. That's my rant. Take care of your tools. Clean them up. Wipe off the grease. Wipe off the oil. Oil them if they need to be oiled before you put them away so they don't rust. And then when you turn around to sell it, you will make more money on it. You will not lose as much money. Anyway, rant over. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just so frustrating. I, and I, I feel bad for people. Um, anyway, uh, I've been... We've been getting more coffee through trade again. Um, I'm going to roast some coffee tonight. I'm actually really excited about roasting coffee again. I have four different beans now. Um, so all of our caffeinated coffee is going to be from stuff that I roast for the next couple of weeks. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to roast a larger amount. Um, mm-hmm. cause the last batch I did, I went a little too dark with and I want to do a little bit lighter roast with this one. Um, I also found out that our, so when you buy like one of those little home espresso machines, you can actually dial it in so it makes real espresso. Because um, mm-hmm. the way that it makes normally when they make espresso, it's a over long shot. So it's it's it, like it t- it'll tell you it's a double shot, but there's not enough room in the large basket in ours to hold more than 18 grams of coffee. You can pack 19 in but if you put more of that in uh more than that it just it doesn't fit and it makes a mess um but then if you press and hold the button for the double shot or the single shot it will dial it in for the right weight of espresso that comes out of it um so i actually the single shot um is now dialed in for the caffeinated mm-hmm. and the double shot is dialed in for decaf so nice. I can have I just like push a button and then it's really easy to tweak because then, you know, the next type of coffee I get in, I'll just dial it in for that. So it tastes good. Um, but that was very exciting. Like when I realized I watched a, a YouTube video and there was like, you know, on many of these machines, all you have to do is press and hold this button and then you can control how long the shot takes. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> And until you unplug it, it, it stays, it stays set to that. So as long as you're using the same grind and the same bean, it's just press the button. Oh, this has made my mornings so good. Yeah, I'll say. Um, and last night I finished season three of Cobra Kai. If you have not watched it yet, you got it so good. I saw the first season and then I'm not a big TV person. I know Gina has watched it all because that's who introduced me to it. So yep. maybe I should revisit that. We've it's... been we've been rewatching the Sopranos. Oh yeah, you mentioned that last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm not a huge TV fan. I use TV to shut my brain off. Um mm. but Cobra Kai was that like kind of cheesy 80s movie style of fun yeah. just super over the top and teenagers doing dumb stuff and it was very enjoyable um and actually christy who has the attention span of a flea um just like she actually sat down and watched with me so uh highly recommend that and then i um 
on Thursday of this week or, or last week when this, or actually, I don't know when we're going to put this out. Probably two weeks previous to when this will come out. Um, I got my first COVID vaccine shot. Um, and it, I, I've heard a lot of people talk about how, how bad it is. And I have to say it's no worse if you've ever had the regular flu vaccine or even the pneumonia vaccine. It feels about the same as that, at least for me. Um, the injection site is a little sore. I didn't, I usually, when I get the flu vaccine, get some, um, aches and pains in my joints and my arm is much more sore than this. This didn't, this was nothing. So, um, it's sore, but not bad. So I'm looking forward and I have my, um, second shot in just under a month, I think it is. So it's, it's February 3rd. So I will be getting my second shot first thing that morning. Um, so I'm excited that two weeks after that, I will be have 95%, um, what is it? Immunity. Yeah, if it to a ninety five percent immunity um to the current current um virus. So yeah. So I can't wait to get mine. I I was I was really shocked that the company got behavioral health um vaccinated in the first we we're at the tail end of the first round. Um and some of my peers are actually, you know, doing face to face um therapy or, or doing emergency services therapy. So they were actually vaccinated early on. The rest of us who are not doing face-to-face services, um, got the vaccine at the tail end, but they also included, um, service staff. So anyone who works in the kitchens, anyone who does the trash, they were all in the first round along with the doctors and nurses. So I was very happy they did that. Um, and I'm happy to be vaccinated part half, halfway there. So, um, let's talk about our, our, well, are you, are you ready for our main topic? Oh, I'm ready here. Well, here's before we do that. Um, actually, and actually it's a great segue into the main topic. Have you seen the new, um, Bob Dylan Blackwing? I have. Yeah. So that this, the, uh, and I think that this is a great segue because it's one of the things that we talked about a lot in our first five episodes, how we're kind of like, yeah, special editions. And then, you know, they've changed how they do special editions. And now, I mean, back then they weren't even doing collaborations. Um, and so let's talk about using expensive pencils first. Like these, there were a whole bunch of topics that I noticed came up again and again and again in the first five episodes, you know, using pocket notebooks, fountain pens, everyday carry journals, expensive pencils and pencil sharpeners and pencil cases. So let's, let's dive into the using expensive pencils. Just as a, a silly side note, um, cause you know, my deal, I won't get into it too much, but I bought some of the Bob Dylan pencils and when I bought them, they were only twenty four ninety five, And then they, I think they realized their mistake because now they're twenty nine ninety five. Yes. Yeah. But I a lot of people, like a hundred bucks for four of them. Yeah. A lot of people were very, uh, upset about the increase in price. Well, I, I, I'm not in erasable, so I, I didn't see any of that, but I was like, this is weird. Why are they 24.95? And then like, I just ordered them because why not? And then someone else posted in a different group that I'm in, like a copy, like a screenshot of their purchase. Mm. And I was like, is that like Canadian dollars? Cause I paid 24.95 and they're like, no, this is the price. Yeah. So I wonder, I wonder how that happened. Because these are new. It's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows? Expensive things. Expensive things. Um, (laughs) So at the very beginning, so I don't know less. Did you like listen to any parts of the episodes? I listened to the entirety of the first five episodes over the last couple of days. I listened to, I'd say, 75%. Um, just cause I, I was limited with time and unfortunately a lot of the things that I could multitask, I, I needed to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Usually I'd put a podcast on in the background, but like, um, at the very beginning, it was just so interesting to, to hear how, like, like, I don't know what the right word is, but like, it, it was like this, like, I was so afraid to use things because like, God forbid it disappeared, mm. you know, like, the scarcity, this like these feelings of 
well, if I use it up, I won't have any more. And mm-hmm. if I don't have any more, then I'll be missing out somehow. And that obviously has changed. Um, I have a big pencil cup with black wings in it, like random singles. Mm-hmm. And I pull one at random and use it when I'm done with the previous one. And there's 725s in there. There's two 11s. There's the 100th anniversary. Mm. Whatever I pick is whatever I use. In fact, I think I joked a couple of weeks ago, my wife was using a 211. It's in her yeah, big drawer. Right. It's like, you know, it's a pencil. And, you know, really, like, this is so hard because I'm involved in a lot of collecting communities. Mm-hmm. But... I never understood the collecting community. Like, like I collect Tamagotchis. Yes. Yes. That's a thing. I use them. Like if I buy a Tamagotchi that I really want from the late nineties, like it's cause I want to use it. And so many people don't even want to open them or use them. And then it's just like, you look at them and like, I'm not that type of collector anymore that just likes to look at things unless it's like a, like a figure, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, like another thing is um, I bought at the end of last year the limited edition Nintendo Entertainment System Lego set. And I'm going to build it. And everyone's like, you're crazy. Keep it in the box. Don't open it. You know, it'll be worth like $1,000 eventually. And I'm like, I paid 300 <laughs> for it. I'm going to I'm gonna build it because I, I want to experience it. That's part of the thing, you know? It's the um, whole point. Right. Like, I'm not going to buy Legos to put them in a box and keep them there. Number one, a lot of people do, though. It's so ridiculous. And and they do make money. And like, but that's not I bought that for the nostalgia. I mean, it's a life size to scale Nintendo Entertainment System with a TV. You know, like, that's cool. Like, yeah, I want to display that on a shelf somewhere. So, Mm. you know, I, I never got that. Plus, the box is obnoxiously big. Like, we're talking like it's the size of my desk. So I, I want to <laughs> like I, I want to get rid of it, you know. Um, but yeah, these other collecting communities, it's the same thing with pencils. It's like I can see, um, and I want to do this too, making like a framed kind of like thing with like the black wings in it, to display one of each. Yeah, one could, you know, that's kind of an artsy kind of aesthetic thing. But like to sit on a pile of black wings like a dragon on a horde. For what? Because just like everything else, the bottom falls out eventually. I mean, look yeah. at Beanie Babies. Like yes, we and we talked about the Beanie Baby bubble a lot in those first couple of episodes. And I will say that Black Wings as a whole really don't like. There's, it's not like it used to be. Like you're not gonna buy, you know, unless you're gonna sit on them for a very long time. You're not gonna buy a dozen Black Wings and then in six months be able to triple your money. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, the only reason that the 211 and the 725s are going for so much is because I think it was the beginning and there weren't very many made. And because it was the beginning, people were actually using them. Yes. And so that's, that's the distinction. Um, and like, you know, the 725 is beautiful. I love it. Like I get why that's coveted the 211. I mean, if you want the, the same feeling, just get a natural. It's the same pencil. Yeah. Say for the eraser color. Um, and like the 24, I never got that obsession. It's actually not that attractive of a pencil. I disagree. I like the 24 a lot. I don't, I don't like it. Like it's not ugly, but it's just not something that, you know, um, I, I'm drawn to, but, but like, yeah, like using pencils or things that are expensive, I almost do it now and, and maybe I'm a jerk, but I, I do it to, like spite the people that are like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, don't use that two eleven. Oh, like, you know, it's just, you can't, you can't buy experiences. Right. Even if you buy an experience like a vacation or mm-hmm. a, something, you're, you can't buy the emotions that go with that. Right. So that's how I feel. Like I'm, I'm a user. I mean, I'm not stupid. I would like to not use at least one of each just cause I want to have them to display them. But like, I'm going to work my way through my dozens of pencils. What about you, Les? What are your thoughts? Well, so in terms of like displaying, I just, I I have a, eventually I would like to make like a giant poster sized display 
of one of all of my pencils. So I have my pencil collection mm-hmm. is housed in two, you know, those pencil cases that you can get for kids, the plastic with the lid that snaps and yep, I it holds like a couple of, of packs. Yeah. yeah. I, I have like, I have two of those. And they're the larger size, not not the like little skinny ones that only yeah. hold like one package. Yeah. Um, these hold like a hundred pencils each, mm-hmm. maybe more, maybe 150. And literally one of every pencil that's ever come into the house goes in there. Yeah. Um, and so that's my collection. Eventually, I want to turn that into something that displays on the wall, like a giant poster of pencils. That'd be cool. Be so cool, wouldn't it? And I, I have ideas. I have ideas. I've got a design in my head that I should probably put on paper. Although I'm afraid if I put it on paper, I'll never think of it again and then therefore never do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so I have I have this idea for the design and eventually I'll get there. Um, so I do want to display them. But also I have I have, a, you know, a little pencil cup here that has a um anniversary blackwing it's got a uh, helvetica it's got a 16.2 i've got a pencil cup next to my bed that has a 211 in it mm-hmm. and then i just kind of like when i a thought comes into my mind as i'm sitting there or you know roll over in the middle of the night i might jot it down with a 211 mm-hmm. um and you know i just use them i i don't but i've always i think even from the beginning of the show never had much fear of using the expensive pencils. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gotten over it to another, to a certain extent with things like my watercolor paints. Um, and one of the things that helped in terms of like buying expensive watercolors is that I will pick up one tube at a time. Mm-hmm. So it hurts a lot less. Cause like back when I was in college, we had to buy, 12 tubes of paint at a time and that's a huge amount of money sometimes they're like 20 bucks a tube so you know just picking up one tube at a time just doesn't it doesn't feel like as much of a as a of a financial investment so it feels much more usable to do that and also i will fill up a pan let it dry out and i'll put it into my watercolor tin set and i don't even know which which watercolor it is that i'm using so kind of takes away that fear of using the expensive stuff because i know i've got more so yeah i have i have that as that kind of like i've moved past that a little bit um and then I think this rolls perfectly into the idea of ruining journals. Yes. I was just going to say that'll be a good segue. Cause like, it's perfect. Right. Um, I, I don't collect notebooks. I mean, I have some, I guess what you'd call the coveted notebooks, like the raspberry honey, I think it is mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I still haven't fully used. And, um, you know, some of the early black wing stuff and my, hesitancy towards the quote-unquote ruining a journal is because like like using a journal to like as a diary is different than like using a journal for like a bullet journal and that, mm-hmm. what i'm talking about is using it for like a planner slash bullet journal yeah i i struggle with this still i i'm using a hobonichi cousin for my like you know daily weekly schedule and i it takes me so long. Like every Sunday I sit down and I, I write out my schedule and I mark my calendar. It takes me so long because I'm so afraid of making a mistake. Mm. And like, I, I can't, I can't. I think it's a personality <laughs> trait that I'll probably never be able to change. But it's this like fear of like not being perfect. Mm. And it's kind of, it runs counter to like so many other things in my life. And I haven't really been able to understand that. Like, Again, it goes back to like using things like, so what if I make a mistake, you cross it out and you write underneath right. it or you, you start a new page. It's just part of the process. But, you know, um, and I, I, time and time again, I've tried to talk myself out of this whole like forced perfection. Um, I mean, heck, I'm getting I'm going to I'm going to be a therapist. Talk about things being messy. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like that whole concept, like nothing's ever going to be super tied up in a bow, neat, organized, you know, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. And and so like, I don't, I don't know where that comes from. I think it's just this 
I think what I've noticed recently is media has influenced me because I, I follow a lot of creators on Instagram that have beautiful planner spreads. Mm-hmm. But like what I'm not realizing is that's their hobby. Yes. Like my hobby is not that. And so if I spent hours a day like planning in my planner, it could look nice too. But like I'm using mine for function. And I think that's where the wires are getting crossed in my head of like, ugh, it's never going to look like that. When yeah. like really it's that's not what I'm going for. And so that's I don't know. I still I'm still kind of hung up on that idea of like I don't want to ruin this thing. But but yeah, well, what about where, where are you on this? Um, so I have I have still so it's <laughs> I think in episode three or four, I talked about my Nanami seven C's. I can't remember which which one it was. Uh, I still haven't used it. It's still sitting on my shelf. I have I I never did my Buffy rewatch. Um which is interesting. Um, I, I rewatch Buffy for very specific reasons and it's not like, I, I think the pandemic especially probably would have been a good time to watch rewatch it. Um, but I haven't been in a place to really rewatch it. Um, so I never started that. So that's, I, I think in some senses I still worry about ruining journals and, or not starting them. Uh, but when I do my bullet journals, I just grab whatever dot grid journal I have on hand and start working in it. I don't worry about ruining a bullet journal because my bullet journals, my everything everywhere journal is just a mess. I mean, it's designed to be messy. I might end up doing that. Like I designed the new wallets that I want to make. I designed the new raised beds that I want to make. And now I have new ideas for raised beds. So I'm going to design those in there as well. And those designs are pretty messy looking. They're not pretty. It's like some of it's scrap paper almost. Um, and then my, my weekly bullet journal. So I do, I've started doing one for an entire week, um, rather than doing a, an entry for a day. Uh, and I kind of like divide it up of like, okay, this is going to be Monday night and Tuesday night. Cause I separate out work from home. Um, though I take my current everything everywhere journal with me everywhere. Work has its own bullet journal. Although lately I haven't been using that. I've just been using three by five cards every day. I just quickly write whatever I'm going to be doing that day on a three by five card. And then anything that still hasn't been done that day gets transcribed to the next card for the next day. And then that three by five card actually goes into the shredder. Um, cause I'm not really, I'm not keeping a record of a lot of the stuff that I'm doing at work. Um, but otherwise yeah, you know, pocket notebooks, I don't worry about ruining. Uh, I don't ru worry about ruining whatever I'm using for my bullet journal. And actually, Chris got me, I, I right after I got my scribble sheets um, in the mail, which is, I'm really enjoying that, the, the edge on that, the kind of marbled printed edge is just so gorgeous. Um, Christy picked up, she found at, in the clearance section at Walgreens, they have markings journals. Do you remember these? Um, maybe they used to carry them. I think they were a staples exclusive. So they were kind of like when they came out, when Moleskine's, um, paper kind of went to hell Uh huh. and everyone was complaining about how Moleskine's paper was just terrible. It feathered, it bled and markings came out and they were just basically kind of a basic Moleskine kind of knockoff looking thing. Mm -hmm. the black cover pocket all of that stuff so that's around when they came out and now they're not exclusive to staples anymore they're all over the place um and they sell them at walgreens and i saw their version of the bullet journal um when i was doing my my pickup of my uh composition notebooks for my roundup mm -hmm. and i kind of passed on it because they were like 10 bucks or 12 bucks and i'm like eh I don't really want it. So Chris got me that and it's actually surprisingly nice. I'm going to do a full review of it. Um, but the idea that you can get a pretty decently papered notebook or journal or bullet journal at Walgreens, is mm -hmm. kind of mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, I never would have thought that. 
Me either. And I remember that Markings paper was pretty decent. It was, you know, okay with fountain pens, great with pencil. And this um, notebook is actually surprisingly nice. So I'm looking forward to reviewing that once I finish my scribble sheets. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So I guess that kind of brings me into the whole pocket notebook thing. It's a good segue. It is. We're having all these good segues. I know. It's. I wish I was planning it. I wish I was that good to plan it. Um, <laughs> I am. I don't use pocket notebooks nearly as much as I used to. Same. I. I. You know. I have one on hand all the time, but uh, I. It took me six months over the over the pandemic uh, over this past summer to uh, fill one, and then I the one that I have currently wrapped into my little case i haven't written anything in it at all actually that's not true i wrote the when i went to go and pick up the chainsaw today i wrote the guy's ad- address in it ah. um, but that's the kind of stuff i'm using my pocket notebooks for although i do have my uh, mind dump journal so my post work mind dump mm-hmm. uh, and that is in a pocket notebook although i haven't needed to use it recently um been tracking other things in a spreadsheet so um i haven't used it as much as i probably should so yeah i I just i'm not i've got all of these tools for pocket notebooks but i'm just not using them as much and i think for me anyway um right up until the pandemic i was definitely using my pocket notebooks every day um and i think the work from home i really didn't need it I'll, I, I, I utilize post-it notes um, and sticky notes way more often than I went to my pocket notebook for keeping track of stuff when I was working from home. What about you in terms of pocket notebooks? Yeah, I mean, I'm not using them really that much at all. Um, like you, when I'm doing like working from home stuff, I have mini legal pads. Mm-hmm. I forget the dimensions, like five by seven, maybe. Yeah. Um. Or post-its like I just don't find that maybe because I'm not leaving the house I can have that mini legal pad and I just flip the pages over because it's it's a secure place you know like maybe if I was like leaving the house having a notebook it's a little more durable Mm -hmm. put in my pocket like I'm not I'm not doing that and so no I mean I have one next to my bed um, in case I need to write something down but I mean mainly if I use something in that size it's actually like little flip notebooks Mm. Um, in fact, I used one today to write down my thoughts for this show. It's the, it's my favorite one. It's by Lihit Lab. Um, it's called a- Aqua Drops. It's like a, like a ringed, like little memo pad. I think you sent me one. It's, it has the funniest kind of saying on the front. It says, Twinkle Aqua Drops jumped into your life and file. Nope, that's not the one you you sent me a little little ring bound yeah pocket notebook and I think I blew through that in like no time. Yeah, I like these because I mean you can refill them if you want to keep the mm. the durable covers and stuff. But yeah, like I just don't I don't know I don't I don't I've not purchased pocket notebooks since the National Parks edition of the field notes. That's it, mm. and so. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to buy something I don't use. I don't the, the collectability of field notes. I don't see what's so exciting about them. Um, so I just don't buy them. Actually, I lied. I bought a pocket notebook from Write Notepads, the Amethyst, when I was in Baltimore in March. Okay. And I actually I used that while I was in Baltimore because it was easy to have in my pocket. But but yeah, I I just don't I don't have the desire to to mm. use them like I used to. I don't know if it's I think it's just because life has changed. Yeah. And so I think uh, going into the whole life has changed, we we did a whole episode on everyday carry. Yeah. And I know my everyday carry has changed and adapted. Um, And when during when I was work from home, there was no everyday carry. Right. I just rolled over and rolled into my office and sat down. I didn't need to carry anything because I wasn't going into the office very often. Um, and my current everyday carry, I think is pretty different to, uh, and yet similar. Um, so I have a Lahit Labs, um, little zipper pouch Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And into it, I have my seven inch Kindle. I have a folding keyboard, which is different than what I used to use. I put my um, everything everywhere journal in there. I take with me a backup power supply. So a little rechargeable battery that I can charge everything with. And then I have um, a Knockco, I don't remember what they call it. Um, it's a little zipper pouch that has fountain pens, uh, pencils, and um, highlighters in it. And then it's got a handful of three by five cards. And that pretty much goes with me everywhere. Um, I've got kind of a routine going uh, for work in terms of like my writings thing um, where I have a little desk set up behind my desk. And for lunch, I turn around and I have my back to my work computer. So I'm not actually working and I work on my writing, whether it's blog posts, my novel, um, doing research for blog posts or working on my new blog, all of that goes, um, I, I will work on that during my lunch break. And then when I get done work at the end of the day, I do the same thing, turn my back on the computer at work, which I use to run background noise. And then on my phone, I have music playing and kind of setting the scene for myself. And then I write after I'm clocked out for a half hour. Um, just to give myself some consistency. And then, you know, my bag has the usual stuff. I still carry around my um, metal pencil case that Randy sent me. That is, you know, it always has um, a tube of pencil leads in it. It's got a bunch of pencils that I use a lot. And it has the Nataraj checking pencil in it. Oh, so, yeah. So there's a throwback. That was something that I think we talked about in episode two was something that I really enjoyed. Maybe it was episode five. It was one of the ones I listened to today um, that I'm still using that uh, checking pencil. Not the same one. I've definitely killed a couple of those and I've given a bunch away. Um, but, you know, there's almost always one of those pencils in there. And if I'm not using a Nataraj, there's another red pencil in there. Always carry a red pencil. What about you? How's, how has your everyday carry changed? I don't have one. um i because i really you know at the end of the summer i was trying to like get out of the house one of my favorite coffee place did a really good job of socially distancing outside seating Mm. um and so i like kind of escaped there but the last time i like left the house with my everyday carry was actually the day that biden was declared the winner i think because there was a big party in Northampton. Mm. Um, and that was like, you know, my everyday carry at that point was, um, my tried and true CW Viking leather pencil case. Mm-hmm. And that was really it. Cause I wouldn't count my everyday carry to be like everything in my bag, like my backpack. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could, I mean, I'm carrying it. I mean, if you're carrying it every day, that is part of the everyday carry. Well, no, I'm not. And that's the thing. It's like my go bag. I, I call it my go bag. You know, <laughs> like like when I'm when I'm leaving the house to do work, I guess what I put in that bag is my laptop, my iPad, um, my pencil case. In the front, I put a pocket notebook and post-its because depending on what I'm doing, those two things are somewhat handy. Um, and yeah, like that's really it. Like I don't, it's, it's been so long since I've like left the house in a way that allows me to interact with the world in the way I want that like, like, you know, I mean, I guess a mask is part of my everyday carry. Yeah. Um, we've now put, um, masks inside of little, little sandwich bags. Uh-huh. In all all of the pockets of our jackets, in case we forget it, I yes. always I have like five of them in the glove box, and uh, like I have reusable masks, but also uh, the masks in the car are disposable because, unfortunately, sometimes it's necessary. Yeah, um, I so. um, Gina took up sewing, and so she makes masks, but when I'm sometimes like I can't, I need to use a disposable mask. Mm -hmm. Like 
I get kind of cagey sometimes because she's because she's learning how to sew. I have so many different varieties of masks. Mm-hmm. Some are like double layers, some are different fabric. And so a, a disposable mask provides the most quote unquote breathability for me. Yep. Um, I actually found neon ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're super cool. I can't wait to use them. I actually just got them. I use them in like, you know, when I'm going into the school for, you know, like that kind of stuff because I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, but yeah, like I guess a mask is, is part of my everyday carry. Um, like you, I have them planted throughout my house. I have some in my car. I have where I put my keys. There's a, a box of them. Yeah. Um, they're just everywhere. Um, but my one cat likes to eat the, the elastics off of masks. God. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about what happened today. He ate the lace off Gina's boot. Like, oh God. like the round, like shoelaces. Yeah. And I heard him cause cats like make this weird noise when they're chewing on stuff. Yep. And I felt like a parent with a child that is choking on a lollipop. Like I, I had to stick my hand in his mouth cause it was, the string was dangling out of his mouth and I pulled it out and it was like probably six inches long. Oh Lord. Like that would have been a linear foreign body and that would have been like a thousand dollars after the discount. Yep. Um, and so like, you know, we can't really keep masks around, otherwise they're ruined. Um but yeah, my cat is I mean, I guess he's a cat, so <laughs> but it's the first cat we've ever owned that eats stuff like that. That's weird. Yeah, at least yeah. it's not wires. Yeah, thankfully oh, oh we had so Hilariously, um, when we first got Flash, he was a chewer. Uh-huh. He would chew on just about anything. And it's not like he was deprived of toys. Our house is covered in dog toys. I mean, there are friggin' dog toys everywhere. If you walk through the <laughs> living room, you will trip over one. Generally, then it gets kicked under the couch. Um, so he, we had this little like dog house thing that he loved. It was like a little box. Yeah. I think technically it was for cats, but he really likes being in an enclosed space. So we had this and we had one of those little like heaters, you know, little electric heaters. And the cord went in front of the little doghouse and he st- I didn't catch him doing it. And I turned around and I heard him yelp. He'd been chewing on the cord and bit through the plastic and got himself a little zap. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so he has never touched another cord since then. He, uh, and it's, it's funny now, but it was really scary in the moment because it was also like the whole cord was covered in slobber, um, because he'd been licking it and chewing it and licking it and chewing it and licking it and chewing it until finally he bit through and zapped himself or it may have been when he was licking it. I don't know. Um, but he let out a yelp and ran scream, like yelping out of the room because he, you know, zapped his mouth and tongue. Um, but yeah, ever since then, he's never touched another cord ever. You could put a cord near him and he would crawl away from it. So he yeah. learned his lesson and almost killed himself and burnt down the house in the process. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but Wicket's never been interested in that. Uh, but anyway, there was a tangent for us, huh? Awesome. Um, Let's see, where 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 are we now? So we haven't talked about fountain pens yet. Correct. Um I'm still into fountain pens. Have you even started using fountain pens? No. Um I I, I, I try. I, I give it a good try, but they're just not for me. Yeah, and I think that's fine, you know. I think that, that there are things that are for some of us and like I'm always going to love fountain pens, I think. Uh they just work for me. So yeah, so no no fountain pens for you, huh? No, I mean I, I have not used a fountain pen in about a year. Hmm. So what about uh pencil case no, we already talked about pencil cases. Pencil sharpeners, that's where I'm at. So I think it was like episode one that I was really enamored with the Pollux. It was like my dream come true. It Mm. was my favorite thing. When people said it wasn't for me, I tried to, you know, I evangelized the thing. I was like, no, you got to try it again. You know, Mm. and and, um, I used it for all of undergrad. And then things changed. I think for me, it was 
a string of pencils that had a hard time with the Pollux. Hmm. And the fact that it started to become a little fiddly, um, I'd have to, you know, like kind of readjust the blade or, you know, it was also the, you know, sharpening it. I'd have to sharpen it into something because mm-hmm. it's just a sharpener. And sometimes that didn't really work for me. Um, and so I kind of moved away from it and I switched back to the Blackwing two-stage sharpener by accident. I I had found one and I just grabbed it and it it's been kind of a workhorse. But then I ordered some on eBay, some Nataraj pencils. Mm-hmm. And each pack came with a free sharpener. And so I had five of those little plastic sharpeners and they work so good. They really do. Is it the long point or just the regular? The long point. Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. And they're like a quarter. They're worth like 25 cents. Yep. Um, Because you can buy a case of them on Amazon for like nothing if you so desire. Um, And so I, I just kind of like, I don't know. I have not used my Pollux. In over a year, it's it's in my pencil case, but it just doesn't get used. It, mm-hmm. Not to say I'm never going to use it again, but like, again, I think just as times change, like, you know, the way I use things has changed. Yeah. Well, so for me, a po- the Pollux was always in my in my little pocket case. So it, when I stopped having an everyday carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always like saw that pocket case and the Pollux as something that I used out, out and about. Yeah. And I would use my classroom friendly for that nice convex point, concave, right. concave point. Um, so, you know, I would, I would, when I was working from home, I just kind of let it sit there. Um, and then I did a repair job on a jar that Lisa sent me. So she sent me this, this, um, pencil sharpener jar and it's a zebra. It's got Mm -hmm. this little winter scene or, you know, scene of houses and whatnot. I was, I equate it with winter for some reason. Um, and it had a, the lid was broken and the sharpener and it was not very good. So Mm -hmm. I found a new lid that fit and I drilled it out and I put a, uh, not a Raj long point on there, uh, attached it to the lid with screws and a little E6000. And let me tell you, I use that so often. I also did a, um, I, I took a espresso cup and glued one of the long points. Um, actually I think mine are Apsara long points. Um, I glued that up into the lid. So I have these like kind of weird pencil sharpeners. So I have a espresso cup pencil sharpener and I just use those over and over and over again. And when I was trying to get the um, Tennessee red to sharpen with something, the Pollux hates it. It just does a terrible job in the Pollux. It does Mm -hmm. okay in the masterpiece, but it does really well in the Apsara as long in that long point, as long as you take it slow. As long as you're not like jamming it in there and just take it slow, it does yeah. a great job in that in that long point sharpener. So like you, I have turned towards the Epsara long point and it just works every time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that now that I'm back to working in the office that I won't start using my Pollux again. Although I will say that I, I went back to my mini mint tin. I have a tin that... Um, was sent to me by a listener um that has um was a whiskey pastilles pes, pes, i'm not even gonna try um <laughs> and that was what i always carried my pollux in but so my the little pocket um mint, mint case that i'm carrying right now has nepsara long point in it <laughs> and i don't know why i'm carrying that because i could just leave that on my desk at work you know, like, why am I carting that around right. in my pocket when I could throw the Pollux in there? Because it works and I like it. I mean, that's that's a good reason. Yeah. Um. So was there anything else from the first five episodes that you wanted to touch on? Anything that's changed radically for you? Anything that you think is really similar? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me some of the highlights the notes that i took um 
the I talked a lot about in episode five about the Hinodawashi eraser. Mm, yeah, that that is still my go to. It is the best, although I will say, sorry, I have to reach for it. I found a contender. Oh, the seed clear radar eraser. Oh, really? Yes. Um, it's so interesting because not only does it erase very well, the shavings are not even shavings. It's just like, you know, kind of balls up into. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't show dirt on the eraser. Yeah. I was not a huge fan of that. It took, it takes, really? yeah, it takes a lot of oomph. I mean, I like it, but it takes a lot of oomph, I think, for it to get or like erasing. It takes a little work. I will say yes. It depends where. So like using it in my Hobonichi is like a dream. It just it's not that hard for me. But I will say yes. When I used it in my um, one notebook that I have with the heavier duty Japanese paper, mm-hmm. it had a hard time initially getting into the grooves of like because I press really hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, it's grown on me and I like it. Like it just, I don't know. It works for me. I think because I'm mainly using it in my Hobonichi. Yeah. I yeah, think that if, makes sense. Yeah. Um, this is a very hard plastic yes. eraser. I like, um, there's a pale green seed eraser. And of course I can't put my hands on it right now because I moved everything on my desk. So I've been continuing my office clean. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know where I put it. Huh. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll find it like a year later, like, oh, I was looking for that. <laughs> Most likely I'll find it five minutes after we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. That Just too. enough to tick me off. Yeah, of course. Um. Um. Also, that episode was when I first started talking about Neon Casemates. Yes, very early on. Yeah. Um I right now, let me look. Give me a second. I have 23 dozen of them left. Wow. So, it became an inside not an inside joke, it became a joke whenever uh Gina would go to Walmart, she would just throw a pack in the the mm. cart because they're a dollar. Yep. Um and then I told her about the whole like philippines india situation um and so i was at walmart not this past school year because this was just a mess but i think last year they were clearance down which surprised me because they carry these normally yeah but i found them in that wonky aisle that every walmart has where it's like clearance mayhem yeah um and I was like, these can't be right, you know. So they were actually only twenty-five cents a pack. Whoa. Um, and so I purchased a lot more. But yeah, that's every time I send somebody something, usually mm-hmm. they get a dozen of them. Hmm. I'm nice. never gonna use them. Maybe one day I will just donate them to a school. Yeah. I will say that um the my Walmart, the Walmart near me that I can go to, um, does not carry them. They have the black um, pen and gear that yeah. are um, made in India. They have the yellow pen and gear that are made in India, but they do not carry the neon. The neon are nowhere to be found in that particular Walmart. I haven't checked recently. Maybe they're just not carried anymore. Maybe they killed the killed the neons. I would love for them to come out with a pastel version. Yeah. I'm eh. into I'm into pastels too. I don't know what it is. I think it's this whole '90s aesthetic, '80s aesthetic. Yeah, I'm not into the pastels. Now, if they came out of a out with a box that was all teal, or teal and black, uh huh, I'd be here for that. <laughs> yeah, that would make me happy. Um, so I think. We pretty much hit all of the important points for the first five episodes. I think so, too. Um, And so next episode, we'll talk about episodes six through ten. And uh, we'll see what if things are the same there, if there's anything we need to explore. Um, So 
I just want to take a moment and thank everyone who's listening for their support. Uh, it means a lot that you're listening. Um, for those of you who are on the Facebook group, it's super exciting to go onto that Facebook group and interact with everyone and see that people are still excited and still enjoying the show. I just, it just blows my mind that we're still having uh, intelligent in, uh, stationary discussions this far down the line. And I just, it's, I, I, I have no words. I thank you. That's what I want to say. Thank, I want to thank everyone who makes the group amazing and interacts. Um, and I, and I love it. I love the group. That's why I'm still on Facebook. That and the fact that I can buy chainsaws in Facebook marketplace. Um, so thank you for supporting us. Uh, if you are interested in leaving a review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to, uh, podcasts, although it's not iTunes anymore, is it? It's Apple, Apple, tunes Apple music, Apple music, whatever. Yeah. Um, whatever. Uh, so <laughs> even better, <laughs> uh, share a link to your favorite episode on your social media. Let people know that you love us and why you love us. You can find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find me, Les, at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram at Original LC Harper, and um, also Twitter at Original LC Harper, although Twitter is locked right now. Dade, where can the fine folks find you? You can find me, of course, at weeklypencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. All right. It's been fun going down memory lane with you. It has. <laughs> All right. I hate people. All right. <laughs> so anyway. So. That's weird. Please edit that. Um. <laughs> oh, oh. It's, it's valid, but it's weird. It, uh, <laughs> yep. Or you can leave it as an Easter egg. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, I... Okay.